Hello, welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 115. And if you're joining us, then welcome. This is the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me, where we have daily bite-sized episodes of 5 to 10 minutes, usually, uh, where we uh, discuss uh, the Come Follow Me materials uh, from the Church of Jesus Christ of Last Day Saints, share insights into that, and also share insights into other areas of gospel study, including general conference talks, uh, other study materials and any church news that may be of uh, worth develop, uh, just developing discussion on as well. Uh, so we are into April the 20th to April 26th, Mosiah chapters 4 to 6, um, called A Mighty Change. And this is the section where we read that verse which inspires that title. Uh, it is Mosiah chapter 5 verses 1 to 7, although we're just going to cover 1 to 6 today because I want to leave 7 for the next section. Uh, but it's titled, The Spirit of the Lord Can Cause a Mighty Change in My Heart. Uh, so we begin in Mosiah chapter 5 verse 1 where we see an example of great leadership again uh, by King Benjamin. We've we've talked a lot about the, the model of a leader that he has set forth and here we see another example. It says, and now it came to pass that when King Benjamin had thus spoken to his people, he sent among them desiring to know of his people if they believed the words which he had spoken unto them. Uh, this is obviously uh, an example of him not just teaching the message and then leaving the people to go and, you know, just go and do their own thing. He wanted to know the impact. He wanted to know what they thought about the things that he had shared. Uh, and this is what he received back. So it's a good uh, example from him. In verse two, it says, and they all cried with one voice saying, yea, we believe all the words which thou hast spoken unto us. And also we know of their surety and truth because of the spirit of the Lord omnipotent, which has wrought a mighty change in us or in our hearts that we have no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually. There's a couple of things here which I want to pick out on. First of all, the fact that it says that we have no more disposition to do good, to do evil. Um, you know, it doesn't say from this point, from a mighty change, that they will be perfect. And of course, that is the same for all of us. So we shouldn't beat ourselves up about that. Uh, but we should seek to have this mighty change within us today. Um, and I think that we need there's this kind of um, misconception that this mighty change happens once. But actually, these we should be having these mighty changes at, at, at intervals in our lives. Otherwise, if we change once, then surely we're perfect. Uh, and we would no longer need to continue changing. If we're not perfect yet, then we need to continue to have these changes in our hearts. Um, President Russell M. Nelson said this, uh, and it's in the, the Come Follow Me manual, quote, we can change our behavior. Our very desires can change. True change, permanent change, can only come through the healing, cleansing, and enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of change, close quote. So, that is uh, obviously, you know, a powerful message that we can take into our lives there. The fact that we are able to change because of Jesus Christ, we need to rely on him. We need to invite him into our lives. And as we do that, that change can occur and it can occur multiple times. Um, the manual continues and says, as you read about the change that King Benjamin's people experienced, think about how the mighty change leading to true conversion has happened or can happen in your life. Have a few mighty moments led to your change of heart or has your conversion happened more gradually? Um, so obviously this, this implies that there will be a number of experiences, whether they are a few and mighty moments or whether they are continual smaller moments throughout our lives. Uh, we have moments where our hearts can be changed and, seek, and we should seek to have that. Um, 
Elder David A. Bednar also uh, said this, quote, As we press forward submissively with faith in the Saviour, then because of his atonement by the power of the Holy Ghost, a mighty change takes place in us. We are born again, yea, of born of God, changed from our carnal and fallen states to a state of righteousness, being redeemed from God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Such a comprehensive change in our nature typically does not occur quickly or all, or all at once. Like the Saviour, we also receive not of the fullness of at the first, but receive grace for grace. For behold, thus saith the Lord, I will give unto the children of men line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, and blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts, and lend an ear unto my counsel, for they shall learn wisdom. Close quote. This is a mighty change available to all of us. It's not just something we read in the pages of scripture, but it's something that we must and need to try and seek to experience uh, throughout our lives. In verse 5, uh, we then see what happens as a result of the people experiencing this mighty change. It says, And we are willing to enter into a covenant with our God to do his will, and to be obedient to his commandments in all things that he shall command us, all the remainder of our days, that we may not bring upon ourselves a never-ending torment, as has been spoken by the angel, that we may not drink out of the cup of the wrath of God. So this uh, mighty change should lead to a change in our behaviours, a change in our out outcomes. And it's, you know, in taking upon ourselves these covenants that we change, that we can sh demonstrate our commitment or our change to Christ. And it's at that point we, we start to receive those blessings of, further sanctification by the atonement of Jesus Christ, further perfection, as it were. Uh, I want to share a story from the um, recent General Conference in April 2020, which I think outlines and uh, models this change perfectly. Uh, in, it was given in April 2020 in a talk called Consider the Goodness and Greatness of God by Elder D Dale G. Renland. Uh, he talked about a literal change of heart, which then led to a spiritual change of heart. He says it was a poignant experience. Uh, he talks about a man uh, in 1987 called Thomas Nielsen. Uh, he was 63 years old. Um, he became energetic. He was a successful brick mason. Um, you know, and he had, he had great, he, he had uh, children, he had grandchildren, uh, and they were, were very happy. But then uh, he found that uh, he was waiting for a heart transplant. Uh, or needing, needing a heart transplant. And he was, you know, finding that weight frustrating. Uh, Elder Renlund says he was not a particularly patient man. Uh, and he was struggling with this, having to put his life on hold. Um, and, you know, he wanted uh, to, to find ways to make this happen. And then I'll uh, quote from the actual experience from Elder Renlund. Quote, One joyous yet dreadful day, an ideal heart donor heart became available for Tom. The size and blood type were a match, and the donor was young, just 16 years old. The donor heart belonged to Jonathan, Tom's beloved grandson. Earlier that day, Jonathan had been fatally injured when the car in which he was riding was struck by a passing train. When I visited Tom and Donna in the hospital, they were distraught. It is hard to imagine what they were going through, knowing that Tom's life could be extended by using their grandson's heart. At first, they refused to consider the proffered heart from Jonathan's grieving parents, their daughter and son-in-law. Tom and Donna knew, though, that Jonathan was brain dead and came to understand that their prayers for a donor heart for Tom had not caused Jonathan's accident. No, 
Jonathan's heart was a gift that could bless Tom in his time of need. They recognised that something good might come out of this tragedy and decided to proceed. The transplant procedures went well. Afterward, Tom was a different man. The change went beyond improved health or even gratitude. He told me that he reflected every morning on Jonathan, on his daughter and son-in-law, on the gift he had received and on what that gift had entailed. Even though this innate good, even though his innate good humour and grit were still all readily available, I observed that Tom was more solemn, thoughtful, and kind-hearted. Tom lived an additional thirteen years after the transplant, years after he otherwise would have had, would not have had. His obituary stated that these years allowed him to touch the lives of his family and others with generosity and love. He was a private benefactor and an example of optimism and determination. Close quote. Now, Elder Enlund was uh, using this experience to talk about how we should have gratitude for the greatness and goodness of our God. As uh, in Moroni's promise, he says that we must, as we begin to consider whether the Book of Mormon is true, remember the great things the Lord has done for his children. But also I see this as an example of a story of a change of heart, because it quite literally is a very you know stark um, example of a heart being changed, literally, but also in a spiritual sense that this man was not just changed physically and able to live longer because of this change of physical change of heart, but his spiritual life became much more fruitful, became much more pleasant uh, because of this spiritual change of heart that it brought. Um, and I just hope that we can all seek for that, that mighty change of heart ourselves. Similar to how we've studied with retaining a remission of our sins over the past few days, I know that we can receive this change of heart consistently and regularly through our lives as we continue to seek to retain that remission of our sins. It all links together and it's all connected to our Saviour, Jesus Christ, and his atonement. I hope you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything that you've been studying, I'd invite you to share it, uh, either at the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And of course, you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com for any feedback. It'd be wonderful to hear from any listeners for your thoughts or even just your experiences, which I can share on the future podcast episodes. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again.